So, um, yeah, what's the story you got to tell us about? Okay, so yesterday, um, I we closed at 10 o'clock. I think I was out of there like 10, 10. So I pull out, like, we're not in like a sketchy neighborhood per se, but like it gets, we get some dicey people around us. There's like a rehab facility across the street. Like yes. all the hospitals are right there, blah, blah, blah. And so I see we're under curfew, first of all. Um, since Saturday night, every night we've had curfew. So we had a 10 o'clock curfew last night. Um, and so gas station across the street, shut down dark, but there were these people walking on the sidewalk and it was like a pretty clean cut black dude, um, backpack, like pretty well dressed. And then this woman who just looked like kind of disheveled. Mm. And so I'm just sitting there cause I have to take a left. So I'm waiting for the stoplight to turn, whatever. And I'm bumping schoolboy q and the the black dude's kind of like nodding along with it he's like all right yeah he sees you yeah (laughs) and so then all of a sudden the woman comes up to my car and like i have my windows down so i'm like what the fuck and so she is like starts telling me like this fucking sob story like blah 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 she rolled down your window no my windows were down Uh that was my first mistake yeah, I've learned a lot from this experience. And so um, she comes up to my window and she's like, tell me the stop story, blah, blah, blah. She's like, can you give like me a ride somewhere? And I'm like, no, you're not fucking getting in my car. I was like, um, like, I can call you an Uber depending on how much it is. And she's like, oh, OK. And then she's talking on the phone this whole time. So she's like alternating in between having a conversation with me and having a conversation on the phone. And I can't tell what like which is happening at any so this is all still within the red light yes so then the this hasn't it hasn't turned green yet and so we get to the point where i'm like okay like i can call you an uber if you'd like like if it's like 10 bucks i don't care just like this is my nice act for the day get the fuck out of my face like i just want to go home yeah and so she's like yeah like i'm i'm like where are you go at this point the light turns green and i'm like okay where are you going like let me go home and she's like, Polk County. And I go, okay. And I put that in Uber. And it's a $160 Uber. It's just like, nope. <laughs> and so I go, um, that's $160. And she goes, oh, you, you, don't, you don't have $160? And I go, no, I don't fucking have $160. Not, not for you. Yeah. You, I've never talked to you before. I don't have $160. I would go get a tattoo if I had $160 laying around, not fucking give you an Uber across fucking Tennessee. So then she goes, she was like, well, can you just give me a ride wherever you're going? And I'm like, "Mm, probably not. No, she tries to get in my car, Jackson. She walks around the front of the car. I hit the gas because it's a green light now again. And she puts her arm in my window and tries to unlock the door. She gets the door unlocked, like, in the middle of the intersection. She gets the door open, and I fucking hit the gas like it was NASCAR and just, like, foot and was out of there, dude. Okay. (laughs) What about the guy she was with or near or – so he was just probably not a part of the situation. I think she had borrowed his phone is what I had gathered because he was just sort of standing there like, what the fuck is happening? And then – she like hung up the phone and went to give it back to him and then tried to get in my car. And I was like, see yeah, you so later. 
And I have told zero people about this. Holy shit. No one knows this story, but you and I. (laughs) So she definitely like accosted that guy. Yeah. And I was like, give me your phone. Like, and it was his trying to be nice for the day act. And then your nice day, the actor was like, oh, maybe I'll call you an Uber. And then she was like, "Mm, your nice day is going to be actually me getting in your car. And Jesus Christ. So it's like, like, so the door opened. And you just sped off and it slammed shut, obviously. Yeah. So, like, she was, like, hanging onto it, trying to run along with my car. And she was also in flip-flops. Like, I could hear her flip-flops going. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, she's – and we're also, like, in the middle of a busy intersection. Like, and like the whole time I was like, what do these people at this red light think? Like, <laughs> I, I would have totally, like, just been like – if she came up to my window and yeah, maybe they're open. I'm in your exact situation. Like, Hey, can I get a ride somewhere? No. Like I would, like, I'm kind of that, like a little bit cold hearted with a complete stranger. All right. It's been like, no. And she probably would have been like, well then, uh, and I would have been like, sorry. And I would have, I probably would have like gone through the red light. (laughs) That I probably would have risked my own life and other people on the road just to get away from that situation. There were two things I took away from that situation. A, yes, I am going to be 100% cold-hearted. And B, is that I judge the situation based on the dude, not the woman. Yeah. And so my sense of the situation from the very beginning was wildly off base of what was actually happening. Yeah. Because doesn't matter, like, yeah, doesn't matter who it is. Like, if it's like that situation where it's very a well put together, normal person, and then a crazy person together, and the crazy person comes up and talks to me, I know something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the when the normal person comes up to talk to, if the normal guy, you know, with the backpack came up to you and was like, "Hey, buddy," like, then I would have been like, "Okay," like he's taking care of her, and now that she has been the uh, you know instigator, and he's just kind of bystanding. I'm like, "Okay," so they don't know each other. Yeah, like, that's it I'm was saying. just like a very and then there were also like there was a lot happening at the intersection at that very second. Like um, there was other like homeless people like wandering around the intersection and like yeah. there was just a lot going on and I didn't entirely devote my attention to them. And then I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is a shit show. Yeah. And that's, so that was is scary. That would have made like my like my stomach with my heart sink into my stomach just like that was like like, anxiety yeah yeah yeah. and then um i was also like listening to like her phone conversation because she had me just stuck at this fucking red light yeah and was just talking on the phone she was like she was like just let me come over like i want to see the kids blah 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 oh yeah and then she gets into she was like you made me stoop so low as to call myself a child molester to like see you guys yeah, again. Like, and I was I'm like, out. Jesus I'm Christ. Out. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. I would have called it a day. I would have rolled up the windows and be like, I don't know you. Like we, we never talked prior to nope. what's happening right nope. now. So you're nope. a crazy person. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me, I had another like weird, like anxiety filled, like what the fuck is happening? So I'm with my girlfriend where this is like a, a couple, maybe a week or two ago. So we didn't have the puppy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, where are we going? We were coming back after like having like a drive around, I think, because that's what we're doing now. It's just like driving around because we have nothing to do in quarantine. And she was like, oh, I, I want to get some cider or I want to get some beer or something. And there's like a beer store just over this town line near uh, the highway. So I like pull up. And as soon as I pull up, like I like 
just like adjust myself now that I'm parked and I kind of lean over and look at my girlfriend in the passenger seat and through the passenger window is a woman again very clean look very like well to do put together she's in I don't know if she was honestly she was in either a BMW or like a nice Volkswagen Mm -hmm. um maybe like early 40s sunglasses staring at me smiling like this like the just the car over and she's like and i'm i just kind of look at her and i like turn back and i'm like if this woman is still staring at me i'm gonna be like what the fuck and this is again (laughs) within like all 15 seconds i look over again and she goes (laughs) and i just i i don't know why but instinctively i just went like like not happy but like (laughs) like a little flick of the wrist like not even like a full wave and my girlfriend's just like, what, what was that? <laughs> and I'm like, this woman is, I'm like, now I'm not making eye contact with anyone. I'm looking down being like, um, I don't know this woman. And she just waved at me and smiled. And she looks over and goes, holy shit, she's, she is. And she did not look at my girlfriend. She was still looking at me. And she was like, she, when she looked over, the woman did not make eye contact with my girlfriend. was still looking at me. And so we're, and she's just like, well, I'm not getting out of the car. Like, to go into the beer store if this woman's still there. Then the woman gets out and is like in between like our cars, like not really like, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. There was a space in between us. Like a like, full parking space? Parking spot. So she does get out of her car and then stands in the middle of that like parking space on her phone, still kind of like smiling, being like, and not like looking up at us and looking down at her phone. And it looks like she's about to come at her car. And I'm like, oh my God. If she's like, about, I like I don't, again, I don't know this woman. Like, I don't know her at all. And so then she's on her phone and starts walking towards the beer store door. And then she's at the door, does not grab the handle, turns back to us and starts taking a picture of our car. And so then I go, I roll down my window and I'm yelling. I'm like, can I help you? And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, can I help? You? I don't know you. Who can I help you? And she just goes, <laughs> takes another picture, and I back out and we leave. We don't get any beer. We go to another one, like in a different part. We go to Cappy's or something. And I'm like, I don't like what the fuck is happening. I think I think there is a significant portion of the population that is currently losing their fucking minds. Yeah, losing. <laughs> My dad has a bunch of stories about like, you know, working the road and just lunatics like uh, crazy people. But yeah, your story reminded me of that little one where and then like, I had the rest of the ride home. Like, I don't know who the fuck that was. Like, what in the world? Was she taking a picture of me? Did she know me? Was she like maybe one of like my parents friends? But then was she taking a picture of my license plate? Like it was it wasn't even there wasn't enough time from when I rolled into that parking spot. And her smiling at me for her to be like, oh, I know these people. I know that car. It was like I rolled in. She was already like, <laughs> like hello. She was like, my next victim. Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. And then, like, we don't go into the liquor store. She must – we actually she, – she wasn't even in the door yet. Well, not even in the beer store did we peel out. So she saw us basically peel out and be like – probably was just like, oh, I must not know. And I'm yelling. Do I like, – like, can I help you? Nothing. No response. <laughs> She was probably like fucking whacked off like a Percocet or something. She's just an old, old white lady in the middle of the day. She was like, <laughs> "Wasn't that old? Was like a like a like a middle schooler's mom?" Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, in t- speaking of you know the craziness that is is happening, um, me and Duncan did 
uh, discuss how we were going to handle um, the very little Yachty dropping another album. It's just a disgrace. It's like, why is this man still putting out music? (laughs) Beyond little Yachty. uh, There's a lot going on in the world. The Sprite rapper. Um, Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. And me and Duncan kind of discuss. We want to keep it short. We do. We will save some of this discussion when um, kind of America pans out the rest of the week and, and into the weekend but we will be talking more about um the riots that are happening for the black lives movement when um archie j4 comes out this friday since killer mike is um part of run the jewel um and he had some very very profound uh words i've actually watched that video of him on cnn it's an eight minute video and i think i've watched it three times it's really yeah. very powerful but yeah. um we can talk about it very briefly um seeing as we're kind of uh, there, we can talk about kind of the two situations that are happening in the cities that were respectively in and near. Um, Boston's Black Lives movement went on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, peaceful protests from five in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night. And then um, kind of all hell broke loose um, where organizers basically ended the protest um, and said, please go, basically, please go home. Um, We've done enough here, um, but continue like the spirit of the movement. Like, don't let this just be like a singular act on a Sunday afternoon. Like basically the the organizers like kind of said, please go home. But like our fight isn't over. Um, A lot of um, from reports um, that I've seen on Twitter, um, uh, a lot of white protesters then after that continued to throw things around the city, like water bottles and stuff that isn't. And I, uh, in good, all good faith, I do believe that the, what happened in Boston with tear gas and arrests and riot gear and stuff like that happened and was instigated by um, dumb white protesters. Like, and younger people that were went to this looking for violence. That is not the case in every other city. I do believe that the police are to blame for a majority of what's happening across the country. Um, I've seen a lot of the videos and it's kind of sickening um, of, you know, the violence and aggression that's coming out of the people who are supposed to serve and protect our country. But um uh, what happened in Boston was both both accounts, like the uh, excessive amount of violence that the police were, you know, um, performing in Boston is reprehensible. Um, but from the, a lot of the videos and a lot of the people I've talked to or, or read on Twitter, obviously, um, with my weird Celtics Twitter stuff, um, unfortunately, it was started by protesters. They were at the state house, and cops were a good... 50 yards away on the, like in front of the state house. And they were basically just waiting for people to disband and people just started throwing things at cops. Once organizers left, once kind of like the protest ended, I think it was 10 o'clock, like the police kind of stayed there. Didn't provoke anything from what I, what I've continued to look up and read and people just started throwing things. That one of the issues I'm having with all of this going on and this, is kind of like my main point is that we're seeing one narrative Mm -hmm. that is on 
the news and we're seeing another narrative and sometimes multiple narratives on social media. Yeah. And like, for example, in Boston, I was seeing pictures and videos of Boston police planting bricks around the city. Yeah, that obviously came out a lot later. That's what I was talking about, the irrehensible, like, so, like some stupid, like, unbelievable shit. And so then it's like, when you say, and I'm not saying you as in you, when people say, well, the protesters started it, then I think, well, they might have started it, but there was a seed planted originally yeah. where somebody wanted an excuse to do to make this more than it was to escalate exactly. this further and yeah. who that is i don't know i'm not here to say i'm mostly here to listen i think i've been trying to not stay like quiet on social media but instead to be more uh jam the retweet button instead mm -hmm. of being like spouting my own I, nobody gives a shit what i think I, exactly you yeah. know so that, like that was what I'm I'm grappling with was there's a part of me that um, as two white guys sitting and talking to each other on a podcast, uh, the both of us have been um, born with privilege. And so um, I've thought about this and since working in very, um, you know, minority dense areas in Springfield and um, in other parts of Massachusetts where I'm working in urban schools, I've slowly learned that um, I can't, there's not, I can't have like white guilt for being white. I need to, and, and not to like, not to uh, damper or, or on the other end to brag about the privilege that I get to have, but to use the privilege as a tool to, to help, my students to help uh, other people. While there are people in our country um, that have no voice, uh, that privilege of me having a voice can be used for their good. So on social media, there's that other part where I, I want to have my, or I, I do want to say something. I just don't know what is the best way to say it. Because again, who gives a shit like about what I say? There's going to be a lot of people who are like, who, like, why are you uh, posting this? Like, uh, you, you're, you're, you're not an African American, or you're not a minority. So, like, what? Yes, that's true. So that makes me kind of not want to post it because it's not my fight right now. I want to be involved and give you know a voice to the voiceless. But there are, uh, there are, I don't know. There are certain like I, again, I don't have like my head, entire head wrapped around exactly what it is, but I know that um, that I, I should be a conduit for a lot of the people out there. I kind of need to be um, for my students specifically. I need to be someone to stand up for them because not only are they middle schoolers and too young to sometimes understand what's going on or they're sometimes too young to articulate, but I need to. Oh, or like they just, they don't know how I need to be that person in the classroom to give them a voice. 100%. Yeah. Um, and and we, you wanted to get into about social media and everything. Yeah. I mean, like I went on Instagram today and obviously today is blackout Tuesday and like part of it, like, I don't think I've seen a single actual Instagram post yet. I mean, some people yeah. have been doing the black squares. Some people have been doing squares with like information in them mm -hmm. um and that kind of thing 
And I learned that actually, I learned yesterday that this was supposed to be, it's not just, oh, Black Lives Matter, let's put up this black square symbolizing the movement. It's you're not, do not post your own shit to again, give voice to you those You amplify who the voices of those who haven't. And so like, it kind of frustrates me that I go on Instagram and like the sentiment means well, mm -hmm. but it's like, you guys are missing the point. Yeah. Repost information, retweet stuff, go out and fucking protest. I'm tired of these goddamn social media justice warriors who just fucking da, 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 da. nobody they give their they give their two cents and it's just like you are literally spewing out information that everyone else already knows or that is already out there why does it need to come from you yeah also why does like, it need to come from yoga pants goji berry girl like it does I, I also like you should not feel the need to post your non-racism on social media that should be inherent yeah exactly. like i feel like anyone who knows me anyone who follows me is fairly certain that i am on not the side of black lives matter yeah like, not a not a racist yeah and like it's also like i lost my train of thought a little bit but like it's just it's frustrating yeah, it's almost, it, it is almost like, like to start like a dialogue it's almost like you see everyone else doing it and it's like oh like well i, I have to now well, no you don't i was on the verge of not posting anything and i was like you know what like i, I kind of will give put out my little thing to show um the support but i feel like i'm my black square doesn't have like the whole hashtag uh, blackout tuesday because it's like it's meant for another reason it's actually meant to put out information that people who are protesting need so that's why i i didn't put that little hashtag on there and so while yes my um hashtag my base my post isn't going to be seen by anyone that besides the people that are following me it doesn't matter but it and a little bit i don't want to say it but a little bit of it is like giving me satisfaction but it's not in that sense. It's giving me almost like I'm doing it as a reminder to myself, like you do this, be, you, you'll, you can post that black square because you are a part of this. You are, again, like I said about my students, like you do a lot more than I, I'm kind of certain right now and or a couple months ago before the shutdown happened, I was doing a lot more for um this situation um that's happening right now or for you know the um encouragement and empowerment of the black lives movement while i was teaching a lot more than that goji berry yoga pants wear is while i'm in the the classroom um empowering young uh you know boys and girls of color um in the classroom uh, allowing them to you know express themselves in ways they want to i feel like that um while I feel a little satisfaction of posting that black square and I know it doesn't mean much. I know like deeper in that I'm doing a, a, a bigger job than the black square is showing and everything. So the, the other thing that was very frustrating is like, as soon as I got up today, it was like a lot of, I'm not even gonna say the narrative, but like <clears throat> somehow the black square just took over all of those hashtags. So like the b hashtag black lives matter is just black squares. Yeah. 
that's useless. Exactly. That's fucking useless. That means that a bunch of white people woke up today and without thinking at all, they just posted this shit and did that and then they went on with their day and they don't even fucking know. Yeah. And that is sort of like the epitome of what is like nobody thought any further than just that. There, yeah. Might as well have just taken a shit. Like, yeah. there's like, yeah, exactly. There's kids out there, like, uh, I, I, I wanted, I was just about to say my middle schoolers, but they are the ones that were, that I, they're the, if I wanted to like pinpoint, um, a, a select, like, who am I fighting for? I am fighting for my students. So, um, but there are, you know, you go back to our hometown. There's there's a middle schooler out there right now who's like, yeah, I posted my black square on Instagram yeah. and everything. It's just like, again, my black square doesn't matter. Your black square, you didn't mean you didn't post one, I don't think, right? Yeah, your if you did, your black square doesn't matter, but it matters what that we're having a dialogue about it. It's what matters is like me and you right now, um, and the people. Again, it's going to be like. 10 white kids again listening to this but it's the dialogue Shout out Jake that, Rosenthal yeah that that this dialogue of us talking about it and knowing that it's wrong and knowing that stuff needs to be done and planning like killer mike planning for what we are going to do to make it better yeah there are people who have planned and are doing their action right now by yeah. protesting by someone like Jalen Brown going and, you know, doing what he's been doing with um, the organizations and donating money and having speeches and support in any way he can, talking about legislation. They're the people that are doing their part by donating, by uh, money or food. Those people have had their plan and are ha- and are executing it right now. There are those people that right now are, like I would say, like me, that are in a stage like I am planning. Yeah. Right now I am crafting what i'm going to talk to my kids about on zoom next week i'm crafting on how i am going to um make what we are seeing right now in the news and current events and make it into a teaching point or a not even a teaching point but an empowering point in our in my classroom how am i going to take what's happening in america right now this basically it's pandemic riots and how am i going to make it a point to show kids that while violence was going on, while police officers were abusing power, while legislators and political officials weren't doing their part, how can they, you know, I guess comprehend all of it and then progress forward? Because they are the ones who, if this happens again, they are going to be the ones out in the streets of Boston. They are going to be the ones who are trying to um, you know, create change, who are tr- going to try to <clears throat> protest and, you know, make a new law. So, yeah, I, I ran out of steam at the end. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think, like, the other thing that's been really interesting, just going back to social media and stuff, I mean, I think one thing that I'm personally doing is, like, thinking critically, like, obviously, I haven't done shit in, mm-hmm. like, God knows how long I go to work and I come home and that's it. Like as far as pandemic goes, I haven't really been doing anything, but like thinking critically about how you can change small things in your life to start to like move this thing forward at like 
beyond like what people are doing protesting Mm -hmm. but like the little things like if you see a person of color in a situation with the police even just go and stand next to them it will completely change the situation go film it go be a voice for them Mm -hmm. go try to find out what's happening because i i can't guarantee this but like if there was a white person in between those cops and george floyd I, you, you have to think that that situation would have yeah. been differently, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm also yeah. like talking to your family members, talking to your friends. There's so many like little things that I like had never really thought about, but that like, like the difference between like the coronavirus protests being labeled as protests and the black lives matter being labeled as riots. Riots, yeah. You know, there's a it's like those little yeah. code switching, not code switching, but those little kind of coded racist things. Yes, yeah, so like, the media is pushing out and everything. 100%. And also like people who are taking this movement and being like, well, I think this is the way they should be doing things. Guess what? You're, you're white. You don't get to decide how they do things. Like exactly, we as again as as two dumb white kids, um, we cannot change the behavior of anyone that is currently um, oppressed or um, going through and fighting for their lives in this Black Lives Movement. However, we can change the thoughts of the people that we associate ourselves with. Try to make everyone has their world. Just try to do something to make that world a better place. Like, obviously, the world's a huge place. You can't change the whole world. But if you just do a couple things within your little bubble to change for the positive, this is all going, we're going to see progress. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it's even like I've, I've read a couple things. It's even just, it's being. In in big cities like a Boston or a Nashville or New York, but even just being a nicer person to yeah. to everyone, to give them assurance and confidence that you know, like like at Starbucks, you know, even doing a smallest gesture to to you know, on someone of of uh, a minority can give them the assurance, like hey, that like that goofy looking white kid at the Starbucks. I, I feel confident around him. I don't yeah. feel uneasy around that white guy. Yeah. That's a huge thing that, I mean, on PFT, on PMT, where they're t- talking with Arian Foster, that there's an in- uneasiness with mm-hmm. African-Americans right now and have been for a while with them and white people. If it's, mm-hmm. so, if it's a white person they don't know, Arian Foster said, it's like, I feel uneasy. Like, the other, I highly recommend, I keep cutting you off, but I no. highly recommend that you, everyone... All 20 people that listen to this, go listen to that interview with Arian Foster. It was a really productive conversation, and it was kind of coming from our point of view where we're two white dudes. We don't really know. We can never never understand what the basis of this movement is. Um, And then the other one was like Neil Brennan posted a video about um, how like – he always gets asked about black people because he has a significant amount of black friends. And he was like, just go hang out with them. Like, just go be yourself. Don't try to like talk like them. Don't try to do whatever. Just go fucking hang out in a mostly black bar. 
they're going to accept you. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, look at that cool white dude over there. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Go do things like that that are going to change society and create these bridges. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But- it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the way <laughs> our the state of our country is right now. We, um, it's going to be uh, tough and weird and doesn't, probably won't sound right. But there are demographics of people in our country that need to be right now treated differently but built up so that we are all equal right now like if, if, if these my people that are fighting for their lives in the black lives movement and you know every other fight for minority rights um people kind of need to start to treat them as if they were like a baby babies are afraid of like loud noises and aggression and like you can't just so it's almost like you you need to be a nice person to these people and build up that bond with them. Cause right now African Americans are not happy with any white person. So you Unless need Unless so, you are literally standing next to them in front of a line of cops. Yeah. So you, we need to start to, as an entire country, as an entire, you know, population of white people, we need to start to remend those bonds and thinking about it like maternally or paternally, we use to, our privilege to protect those. Yeah, exactly. We need to not had those that yeah. privilege. You, we need to, you know, gently approach conversations and situations and friendships, so that then we can build a communal trust and bond, and then it raises everyone up to the same level. Yeah, because right, now, yeah, like I said, like right now, people are afraid of other people. That's not how our country should be working right now. So while we can't jump right into it headlong, because then it turns into a, uh, a situation where it almost seems like fake, so where the gov- uh, honestly, it's like the government's just like, oh, they're, they're, or like there's plenty of the, those uh, videos where the cops were kneeling really nicely with people in Denver at five o'clock in the afternoon. And then by 10 o'clock at night, they were tear gassing them. That can't happen. Because that's fake. We need to slowly build back the trust. Otherwise, our t- country is going to continually tear each other apart. Yeah, I just want to bring up a series of things. First of all, real quick, touching on the protests here. We yeah, had a, a really good, um, peaceful protest. Um, I, saw, I saw a video today, I think, everyone, or yesterday, everyone was singing. Out, yeah, like yep. the Capitol I House. I did that today. So many people were like, damn, does Nashville sound good? <laughs> <laughs> we killing it out here, son. Um but um, the Capitol building, the I think it's the either I think it was the state Capitol building was set on fire, and they arrested the guy that did it today. Turns out he was a fucking white dude with like a white supremacy tattoo. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Hmm. Uh, yeah, these opera. I, I we can probably start to re- like yeah, wrap I'm, up everything I'm, after. But like opportunists, like yep. that is like the scum of the earth. Yeah, like the people that are the okay. white people that are they're white people were looting Newbury Street. Uh, two days ago, like smashing, like while riots are going on, no police are watching. They're smashing into the van store on Newbury Street and stealing shit. The other Fuck side you. of that, though, is Absolutely. like, is like there was a building I think in like North Carolina or some shit that used to be like a slave auction house, and that got burned down. I just want to go on record. I'm completely okay. Yeah. With that. They Ripped pulled down their the statues, burned down, down the yeah, things, statues. whatever, dude. You guys got that. Burn that shit down. We yeah, yeah, that shit should have been gone. Years I don't ago. under like the whole like Confederate general statues. Fuck. They're, 
burn that shit, dude. There were I don't understand this fucking this fucking the Confederacy still lives bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. There were there was initiatives back in like when we were in high school, like 2014. That was like we're gonna take all of it down, and they never went through. Like nope. we were like I was taught in college, like yeah, they're happening, but it never happened. Yeah, so no. it's like, um, like time. But up. there's there's also been like as heavy as this has been, there's also been a ton of really funny and rewarding stuff that's come out on the yeah. internet. Like there was a video I think in Los Angeles of like this white guy, the car driving by with like uh, obviously like a bunch of black dudes on it, and this white guy just yells the n word at them. And he got slept so fucking hard. He just like, like he got punched once and didn't go down. And then he tried to like move away. And the kid just hit him with a right. And yeah, he was just donezo. Like it looked like he was playing Twister, dude. He couldn't yeah. figure out. His no, limbs. I saw that video. Like that was fucking awesome. You deserve people like that. Fucking deserve that. Co- yeah, come on. Like, what is he thinking? And then there was another guy in like, Toronto what is this, that what is showed up in like a white supremacy shirt. Like it was like yeah, a, a band. No, he didn't even get the shit kicked out of him. Oh, I thought he did. Two, two guys saw him and were like, hey, we know what the fuck that means. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And like, oh, no, I did see that. I'm sorry. I did yeah. See. And like, he was like, I'm going to leave because I want to. I didn't know that was you told me to. Yeah. And it was just such pussy ass bullshit. But yeah. like, they're that, the two, it's two pictures like of the same. It's a dude doing the Sig Heil and him, the moment. Oh, yeah. Crossed, his like <laughs> face is all like contorted because of the punch and everything. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. No, 100%. I am all in on like just beating the shit out of. There was one of me and my girlfriend were talking about it the other day. It's, I forget where it is. It may be Chicago or something. And it's like, it's a reporter standing outside of like a bunch of stores as like there are people kind of like somewhat looting, like they're trying to break into something. And she's like, she goes, I can't believe this site. And from from stage left to stage right, it's this small woman with a mask carrying a full cheesecake by the camera. Just like that's what she did. It was a cheesecake. It was was, was like a cheesecake with strawberry filling on top. And she's staring at the camera. She goes by and keeps going. And the reporter's like, they were literally standing outside a cheesecake factory. And the the woman was like, I wonder where she got that cheesecake. (laughs) That's what I honestly, uh, uh, not honestly, but facetiously, uh, if I were looting, I would go for the, I was good for the cheese. Like just take all the McDonald's, go to McDonald's and just already all the Whopper or Whoppers, all the Big Macs that have already been made, all the hot fries, the apple pies. I don't care about a TV or shoes or money. I want the Big Mac. Yeah. Um, But um, just to wrap up the national protest, it was actually, it ended up being very peaceful. I was very, uh, surprised and also heartened by, um, the way they handled it. It was very much like, um, they sort of, they didn't use excessive force. They gave way more warning than a lot of other places that there was tear gas coming. Um, they did a really effective job of sort of dispersing people and like, giving it a making it a good situation um obviously there were curfews um there hasn't really been a whole lot coming out of it other than the the thing with the burning but then the where this becomes so fucky is one county over from us murfreesboro tennessee they did a protest i believe it was yesterday and at 6 34 a 6.30 curfew was enacted and they immediately started fucking firing tear gas into the protesters. A peaceful fucking protest. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here, guys? There's so, gonna... 
to, to wrap it up, there are going to be reports that come out within the next, it may be weeks, it may be a couple months, but there will be reports coming out about how poli- the police forces in different cities, what they were told to do during the protest. Because right now, there really hasn't been anything coming out that has been like the police before the protest, they knew it was coming. They were told to do this at this time. That hasn't come out yet. And it will come out because it's obviously it's not just like ro- like robots. All the light bulbs turned on in the cops head and they started attacking. It was they were told to do to do what they have been doing in all these videos. Yeah, there was um, one. Um, never mind. I don't want to talk about it because it's regarding. my my just to wrap this up. I have a funny story regarding this. So yeah. I went deep in a rabbit hole the other night and it was about um, generally about like what to do if you plan on protesting. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they said that was like both for African-American people and people of color who get pulled over was to have this on their phone and then also for protesters. And basically it's a shortcut on your phone that you say a catchphrase. You say, hey, Siri, X, Y, Z. And so you can pick your phrase. I Mine was I just had it as like police. And basically what it does is it sends a text message to whoever you designate and it says I'm getting arrested and then it immediately starts recording video out of the back camera so that you have video of and audio of the interaction and then after it's done it sends that video directly to the people you originally texted so wow. me, like I was like okay I'll put this on my phone Turns out I'm way too dumb for it, and I enacted it three different times and texted both my parents that I was getting arrested. (laughs) Purely because I was telling someone about it, and I said, hey, Siri, police. And it would just text my parents that I was being arrested. So I guarantee the first time, your dad was like, (laughs) if you texted to your dad, your dad was like, Fight the good fight, brother. And then your mom the first time was just like, oh, my God. And then when it happened the second time, your dad probably freaked out and your mom freaked out even more. And the third time, they were probably both like, fuck you, Duncan. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. No, the first time, the first time my dad was like, what the fuck? And then the second time he was like, fuck you. And then the third time he was like, really, fuck you. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. Get your shit together. Yeah. So I deleted that off my phone. I can't be trusted yeah, with that much power. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, that we was, will talk. That was we'll, a, a spirited and uh, I think a good conversation as far yeah. as two white dudes talking about a protest that has really nothing to do with them, except also very much to do with them. Um, but we're going to move on to the fun stuff. We got uh, we're going to bring back the video segment today. That's big news. We've been very dumb and forgot to do that the past two episodes. Yeah. So we apologize for that. Um, I, and then we're also going to talk about. Some new music. Uh, we're going to talk about some Freddie Gibbs, um, Skinny Shug, um, and yeah, we're just going to see where this goes. This might be a little bit of a long one. We we had some stuff to discuss at the beginning of the podcast, um, and I don't think anyone's going to be too mad at us for that. This oh. is probably going to come out on Friday because I'm definitely not going to post this today. Yeah, with a uh, blackout. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that'd be highly inappropriate of Duncan. Um, but also, uh, I think I might be getting back into politics. Hey. Yeah. So start uh, to change from the inside. Yeah. No. I'm gonna. I've been in touch with somebody about working on one of the local state senate races. Um. So I think Excellent. I'm try to make moves on that. So that's my little kernel of like Duncan doing something. 
because I'm also very poor and um, there's not a whole lot I can do other than try to protest and try to create change. Um, there is, for anyone looking on my Twitter, I retweeted a video and it is a YouTube video of black artists and music and all sorts of stuff. And all of the ad revenue from that is going to go to the Black Lives Matter movement. So if you don't necessarily have the means um, to donate at this time, which I know a lot of people, that's a situation they're in, unfortunately, because this pandemic has hit everyone kind of hard. Um, that is something you can just kind of go run it in, in the background or you can watch it if you're doing some chores or whatever. Turn off your ad blocker. Uh, watch that video. Get, to, get exposed to some new stuff and also support the movement. Let's start the fucking show. <clears throat> Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. I am sick. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm actually doing your thing right now. So I can donate. Where is Where do I donate? What are you talking about? The thing you just were talking about. The YouTube video? I'll figure it later. Yeah. Yeah, you'll figure it out later. You literally just have to watch it. You don't have to donate at all. Oh, it's, right. it's like if you just watch it, all that ad revenue goes right to Black Lives Matter. Right. Well, um, so the album of choice that we're going to talk about today is Freddie Gibbs' Alfredo. Um, <clears throat> my two cents um, overall. So I uh, really liked it. Yep. I haven't listened to like a solely Freddie Gibbs album in a while. I think the last time I listened to him, like an entire album, probably Freddie, probably Freddie, um, or it was, um, so 2016. He did just have one with Mad Lib, I think, or somebody. He just dropped on like, oh no, it was only live twice. Um, you only live twice. I remember like listening to that entire thing because like you guys were telling me about it. Dear Maria is a really good one, um, but uh, I haven't listened to him in a while. He's been on a bunch of like features. Like I've definitely been up to date with like how how he's doing and everything. With you know he's been with the Gorillas a couple times. He'll do shit with kind of a lot of different artists. Um, I do think he's kind of like a Renaissance guy. He can play some instruments. I know um, he does a lot of different shit. Yeah, He's which impressive. is really cool. He was also I, in um, the what was that TV show that uh, Tyler the Creator had? Loiter Squad. Yeah, he was in a Loiter Squad sketch. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. They they all roll up to like a, a storage container and they open the door and it's a guy just tied to a chair, and then Freddie Gibbs walks out and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> I love it. Um, the thing that stood out to me the most was the instrumentation on this album is so fucking good. I would love to know exactly what him and the alchemist did. I know the alchemist, he's uh, like a sampler, but like there are some points in there where it's getting towards the end or the beginning of a song. And I'm like, is this is a live band. Does he like, I have a live band in studio to, to get this out. Cause it was, it was a lot of things were really seamless, like one song into the into the next at the beginning. The samples were almost like so perfectly cut that like it's either he took it from these these uh, you know melodies from a different song, 
and then cut them just so perfectly, or he actually had someone in the studio recording on a, like a flute or an oboe or like a saxophone, the melody, and then perfectly like did his own cuts and everything. So I was like super, super impressed with just the musicianship and the instrumentation. And I mean, I don't even know if it's, you know, true sampling or not. So I was so, it was so good. So funky. So something that I brought up to you um, earlier was that I think like, I'm a huge fan of the alchemist, obviously like action Bronson, he runs with that whole crew. Um, He got a lot of exposure on fuck. That's delicious, which Mm -hmm. was like really cool to see. He's like, He's such just a he only eats chicken nuggets kind of guy. He's yeah. like, a, give me a 10-piece chicken McDougat and a Coke and fuck off with all your mm. fancy food. Um, but he is such a good producer, and I don't want to phrase it as like his talents are being wasted, but I think sometimes when he does um, collaborations with <clears throat> lesser-known artists who maybe aren't quite as talented yeah. as a Freddie Gibbs, per se, I think some of his his talents are dulled a little bit, but mm-hmm. like his, his production talents mixed with Freddie Gibbs, lyrical talents is just a thing of fucking beauty. Yeah, no, this was like, i really loved when he, him in action got together. was that last year with like the Sheikah shuffle, whatever it was, Sheikah strike. Um, I think that's what it was called. But then like, just like everything the alchemist does, is just so so good like it just it worked perfectly every like I, again like he just must be like obviously he is but he's just like a sampling genius there's like not much that he can't do with, yeah so i was like just kind of blown away with i everything. think his first the first time i really had exposure to him was his mixtape with bronson rare chandeliers yeah. and it was just yeah. the most random fucking samples and it was like I think he took samples out of like for the the title song. I think he took samples from like a QVC ad for chandeliers. It was like a British <laughs> QVC ad, and it was like that's a terribly rare one. Yeah, and it yeah, was just yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. just he cut that, and it was just fucking great. But yeah, it was perfect. No, he's just yeah, he's good. Features from Rick Ross. Features from Tyler the Creator. Um, what <clears> so what I liked about that was he got Rick Ross, and Rick Ross fit perfectly on this on so perfectly his so rick rick's last album i'm trying to or not maybe not his last album but the one i listened to the most um it sounded just like it and so like in my brain it's like rick ross has his like they call me big they call me big meech type of shit like just like the big booming hip-hop but then he also has uh i'm pulling it up right now this album that he had um it may have been oh rather you than me mm-hmm. so that's like apple of my eye santeria greece idols become rivals with like chris rock that album and everything it's like again sampling of like these horns and flutes and windwoods over like a really like lo-fi type of beat it just fit perfectly and it was like oh yes like rick ross is like perfect perfectly because that's exactly what freddie gibbs was going for with this album um, I think uh, both Gibbs and this, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Rick Ross right here. I don't know if he deserves it, but both him and Ross are very good at balancing that they can walk both paths between being like a somewhat thoughtful, 
over a softer beat kind mm-hmm. of rapper, but then also being like the <clears throat> loud, boisterous, like Coke boy. Like I'm fucking yeah. If you need a brick, you come come hit me up, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Rick Ross can be out on the streets, or he can be in like you know, like a a, a, a tea silk house. robe. A yeah, silk like a tea robe. house. Yeah. Like a yeah. 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 And he's like trying to seduce a like a lovely his lovely uh, his petite Asian waitress who is bringing him fresh tea. Yeah, and he's just like he's just like making her laugh. He's yeah, just like, he's yeah. Just jokes after jokes with, with that like deep baritone voice yeah. he has. Yeah. Another part about the the features was he has uh, Rick Ross, and then it goes Tyler the Creator, Benny the Butcher, and then Conway the uh, machine yeah. so he's big on like the name the noun yes uh, <laughs> insert noun here it's like yeah. a mad it's like a mad libs yeah exactly <laughs> it's benny the butcher Tyler the creator conway the machine rick ross that's really that's all the features he has you could say he's rick the ross <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's always been i mean gibbs never really has a lot of features no 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 also, yeah, but he brings out the musicianship and everything, so it's like that's kind of like takes the forefront sometimes with with his music, which I like. I also love that he's really good at like kind of twit like weaving topical things into his stuff, like the line about 1985 Michael Jordan, I travel with a cocaine circus, circus is yeah. so fucking perfect. I yeah. love it. A lot of like yeah. almost a lot of um like his lyrics were like pretty political too, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Like it was like, I, I was listening to it. And I'm like, this is like, this is a good album to come out. Like kind of what we're dealing all with now. So I like, um, he's also huge, has a huge social media presence. Like yesterday he tweeted, yo, I just got Donald Trump's socials about to order me a Maybach. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So funny. Did you have like a, any notable songs you wanted to? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Let me pull it up right now. Um, quickly. I think for uh, me, 19, uh, 1985, obviously, Scotty Beam with Rick Ross, and then yeah. All Glass was good, and probably something to rap about. I really like that Tyler feature. Yeah. Uh, had 1985, Frank Lucas with Benny the Butcher is really good. Um, Babies and Fools with Conley Machine was really good, and Skinny Shug, his yeah. kind of like titular nickname song, was really, really good. And like, again, from 1985 through like the first, like, five songs like they just went one into another i think the after the fifth song it was split with like a little like skit like a sample of like a like a movie or tv show kind of recording and everything or just like a guy's voice um so again like that's kind of what i want to know how like the album was made if it was like they just went one song into another and gibbs was rapping over all of it if there were cuts they're sampled and everything which is yeah it was just, the alchemist has a real knack for making an album <clears throat> and he doesn't yeah. he doesn't have like singles he doesn't he makes an album and yeah. that's i think that's something that gibbs has always done too which i appreciate for sure yeah <clears throat> um moving on did you have any like new music shit no. anything whoa jesus stop that um no i didn't okay um videos Apple Music has, um, I can't go on browsed because they're doing, the show must be paused. Okay, that's cool. That works. I'm into that. But uh, yeah, Lil Yachty dropped an album. 
that was something that definitely happened and I definitely didn't listen to. Yep. <clears throat> Me neither. Um, Diplo released an album. It is a country album. Yeah. It was certainly something that happened. I'm not going to say mm. it was great, mm. but I didn't have a bad time listening to it. And then not to say we're just waiting for Run the Jewels 4. Exactly, yeah. We'll talk more and more about Run the Like, I'm so pumped. Actually, for you, on your jet, little Jack White kick, um, live from Electric Ladyland is on uh, the Raconteurs dropped it. That's Jack White's old band. Hell yeah. So it's all live, <laughs> but they have, like, they got levels on it. Levels is, like, all-time best song from the Raconteurs. Um, all right, so, let's, let's do videos. Yeah, so... Duncan sent me a video. I sent him a video. We're going to go pause for a little bit. Duncan, roll the Jeopardy theme song now. Do, do, do. Um, thank you for bringing that back into my life can i i sent you that video for a very specific reason i was scrolling videos r slash videos the other day top of all time and i stumbled across that one and i have a very vivid memory of sitting in your toyota tundra after we uh, no 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 Tacoma. Uh, Tacoma. Tacoma. That's my bad. And after we had, I believe, we would have been working at the corn maze. Mm -hmm. It was either corn maze or no, I'm, I'm going to go with corn maze. I don't think there was snow on the ground. Yeah. Um, and you were dropping me off. It was nighttime. So I'm going to guess it was a weekend because we wouldn't have been there that late. Yeah on a school night and you being like, you have to watch this video and me just sitting in the passenger seat of your car and watching <laughs> that entire video. <clears throat> no, that is an all time video. I've maybe, maybe one of the most watched videos ever for me. Yeah. Like I like, it's kind of like once a year I'll watch it a yeah. couple times just cause it's so fucking like absurd. Yeah. That like who in their right minds decided we're going to put, he-Man, like 1970s cartoon He-Man. And we're going to make a music video of the song, uh, not a good song, mm -mm. Three Non-Blondes, What's Going On? And we're going to put them together. And we're not going to put the three, non we're not going to put the actual audio. We're going to make our own. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be, it's so, and it's beautiful. The best part is, is, is uh, Skeletor going, yeah. <laughs> It was just like absolute like there's people that like still that's like their the this image of He-Man singing with the colors in the back is their like Twitter profile and it yep. has been for years. It's it's like it's a little cornerstone of the internet. Yeah. It's like it's up there with like drinking out of cups and like Tom from MySpace and then it's He-Man, what's going on? Mm -hmm. It's definitely the corner. And maybe the the leprechaun. 
video where it's people in Alabama. Every, face- everybody's seen the leprechaun say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that. Those are the four cornerstones of the internet. <laughs> the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. God, this, that's funny. This flute has been passed down for generations through my family. It's meant to lure leprechauns. <laughs> Everybody see a leprechaun say, yeah. Um, so thank you for bringing that back into my life. I'll finish the rest of it when I'm, we're, we're done. But that, was, that's an, that is uh, uh, like a key part in like everyone who went to high school's life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sent me a video of the fighter and the kid. Yeah. And they're doing an interview and they're talking about porn and the gentleman that they're interviewing, I believe it's Mark Norman. He just yes. says, uh, I, I think, um, Brendan Schaub asked him if he watches porn, if he's a porn guy. And he says, yeah, it's kind of like my coffee. Uh, I, I do it daily and I like it black. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> funny joke. The, the nonchalant of it is yeah. like, it's beautiful to me. I did, the first time I watched it, I didn't even hear him say it's like my morning coffee. It was just like, like, do you watch porn? He goes, yep, always black. Like, I didn't hear <laughs> the other part. It's just, and I'm just, I was like, oh, but always black. Okay. All right. Very specific yeah. taste, I feel that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I've been listening to them more and more. I like got away from them from a little bit, like for like a week or two, because it was just like some of their podcasts are just way too long, but I got back into it because like they're, going nuts brian and and brendan they are literally go, like at each other's like throats just like craziness because of quarantine and it's yeah. so funny having hearing brendan call brian papa like papa? Uh, you gotta listen to me papa it's so fun <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta get into a little bit of that i've just been watching like two bears on cave doing all that yeah. stuff i found it tough to to um indulge in comedy these past yeah, Days. I've been. Uh, me and my girlfriend just watched started Space Force with Steve oh. Carell. Um, she's not gonna finish it with me, but I'll finish it. She did not like it. Uh, I thought it was okay. That was decently funny. I've heard the I've heard the reports that it's not the best, but I kind of like it. And I just yesterday finished up uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. So like again, nice little piece of history in my life. I love that show. Ooh, so, I watched Uncut Gems last night. Yeah. Is that the first time you've seen before? It? Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. <clears throat> Can I be honest? I was a little bit underwhelmed. There, so it is underwhelming. I, I don't want to call it underwhelming, but like it's erratic in many I parts. was underwhelmed because of the amount, because I hadn't seen it yet, and I've seen so much hype about it. And then there's really no backstory at all. There's, it's kind of poorly written. And then the ending is just bad. It's just a bad ending. Yeah. From, yeah, from like, if you're talking about yeah. like. From the, the aspect of like storylines, yes, they don't exactly. really wrap up. Any but story. I think that it plays, the ending doesn't fit in a story because there is no story throughout the entire thing. The very yeah. loose story is. Adam Sandler needs to get Kevin Garnett's ring back. Yeah. And honestly, that gets lost in the entire movie. Like, there's, you always forget. You're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, Adam Sandler is, like, trying to get K- KG's ring back. Yeah. But it's like, so if that is the, you know, uh, big thing, that there is no story, then I 
think about that when I watch it and go like, oh, okay, like there is no story. It's literally uh, Adam Sandler screaming over people and little vignettes of like this weird seedy underbelly of New York and KG's in it and he's awesome. Of what I honestly think as an NBA player, uh, he's amazing in it. Yeah. I mean, for having to basically just play himself, like a souped up version of himself, but there's really, there's no backstory at all. They no. don't really address how much money he's in debt for. But I do like that aspect of it where it's almost like there's a, hey, don't be biting me. There's like no setup to it. So you're just left to your, you're just left to your own devices to figure out who this character is. Yeah. And then also there's like, there's really no, I wish they had, it's too long and I wish they had cut some of the fluff out I, I say that the, and then explained what the hot chick does with all that fucking money. Yeah. She just has $1.2 million and yeah. They could have cut out when he goes to like his like dad's apartment or something and has like I don't it's not like a shiva but like they're doing some sort of like yeah. they could have cut all that out. Yeah. And then also like the guy that's like somehow in his family and then he dies at the end for no reason like yeah, he gets shot in the head or something. <laughs> it it's very like uh, it's almost like super avant-garde of a movie where yeah. it's just like you just have to um, interpret everything that's happening and fill in the blanks and yeah. make your own backstory and make your own, you know, sequel to it and everything, <clears throat> what happens after. But while it's, it's very much like you need to be like, just think of it in the moment. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, the acting, I think, I think Adam Sandler becomes a completely different person. His 100%. acting is, is awesome. He's really good. Um, yeah. But it was just sort of a, classic adam sandler netflix movie as far as like the general storylines yeah. and whatnot yeah but well um yeah i i'm trying to wrap my head around what i want to watch next like i got space force but uh i don't know what else is coming down i've just my been way. playing a lot of fucking call of duty and um <clears throat> fuck what was i gonna say oh i watched a bit of hannah gadsby the other day do you have you heard of her oh she's very She's the other end of the spectrum of, um, like, liberal comedy. She's, like, incredibly liberal comedy. And I got into it, and I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> pass. Also, whoa, we really buried the lead here. Um, Anonymous uh, released that the royals killed Princess Diana. Yeah. After a long investigation from George and Gil Faison, the truth has finally come to the surface. And it's impressive that after 20-something-odd years, it took George and Gil to um, force the hand and really... Of, yeah. I guarantee so, you, someone in Anonymous listens to that podcast, and that was why it, they really sat. Let me ask you something. Is George and Gil Anonymous? Everyone on the podcast can't see it, but I'm currently staring at the camera at Jackson. George's Dorder? George's Dorder? The police? Oh, that is you. Well, that's who you are. Um, what, uh, last, last minutes of the podcast, what, um, like, Twitter account or what is your, like, so anonymous source? Because I know there's a lot of, like, anonymous Twitter handles out there right now. Um, let me find it. 
if this is I have one specific one that I or if you want to like point me in the right direction. Because <clears throat> um, I've seen a lot of different things and everything. Yeah. Mine is your a non central. I can send you the thing. But it's like OP Death Eaters, OP Hong Kong, OP Russia, Black Lives Matter. Um, they're constantly tweeting and retweeting like the low key videos. Um, they put out, dude, they fucking took over Chicago PD's radio the other day and just played fuck the police, which is yeah. so goddamn funny. They were posting, I think in the Minneapolis, they hacked into their like the de- police department and were just po- their social media. And we're just posting pictures of pigs, like real pigs. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, anonymous has had a, um, muddy past, if you will. Yeah, but I think at the moment they're the closest thing that most of the world has to uh, keeping people like justice. I guess is what I yeah. want. Um, but they also released like a a bunch of court documents that implicated Trump and Jeffrey Epstein as being um, co defendants in a case about child rape. Yeah, I'm watching with my girlfriend that um, Epstein documentary, and it's hard to watch. Documentary is fucked, dude. It's hard I to like, watch. I was like, I thought I saw some clips from it, and I was like, maybe I'll watch this. And then I was like, I can just go on Twitter and get depressed. I don't really need to yeah. go watch a documentary and be horrified. Some of that shit, like, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's scary. Dark times, dark times. Well, hopefully we can. Uh, bring you all some all 20 people some light in these yeah times we're gonna be back um we may do depending on how our schedules work we might do an emergency episode friday saturday somewhere around there um we'll just see how it goes yeah um everyone stay safe uh do uh, something of, of your part. Um, have a dialogue with people. Um, be nice to people. Um, show support in um, what you deem fit. That may not um, mean posting on social media, um, but it's for some of you that that may be um, posting on social media and, and um, helping. You know, like me and Duncan talked about at the beginning, um, helping those without a voice have a voice. Um, that's what you can do best on social media, not necessarily, um, you know, putting your Twitter handle, your Instagram name along with something that may not be meant, uh, for you, but, um, definitely talking with family members, talking with friends, uh, discussing, um, a a plan, um, to, to execute, to, you know, make our world a better place. Please go and do that. Um, we will, uh, get back to you guys with, um, more of this news, um, maybe less heavy on, um, you know, the downer stuff, um, the stuff that, um, is changing in our world right now. Um, and more about, um, run the jewels, uh, upcoming child. Um, that is RTJ, uh, four. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> RTJ eight's the child RTJ four. We're going to be expe- expecting some huge stuff in this. So stay tuned on Friday. Killer Mike is a savage and I love him. Um, 
Just to close out the episode, I retweeted something about Drake the other day, yesterday, because he donated $100,000 to the bail fund. And I was like, have you fucking seen this guy's house? He makes more than 100 grand for a fucking show. Come on, Drake. And I now have people tweeting at me in Spanish. So I don't really know what's happening, but they were, somebody said um, something like, I'm tired of these clowns. I had to Google translate it. And then somebody said, Somebody else replied and said, these um, these people talk a lot but do nothing. And so I said, get the fuck out of here. And then they just responded to me. So if you want, I'll Google Translate it live because I think this is a fun thing. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see. I also don't really know what language it's in. It's something Spanish-y. It might be Portuguese. Yeah. Oh, they said... Gaspar, what are we going to do with him? It's in Portuguese. I don't know. What are you going to fucking do with me? Well, well. Um, so apparently I might have a Portuguese hit out on me. I should probably avoid Portugal for the next few years, but, you know, we'll see. Buena Vista. Yeah. So, Come get uh, me, baby. Uh, stay safe. Everyone go out and do one thing to make your world a more positive place today. Keep it positive. I'm not going to say keep it sleazy. Keep it positive. We're Peace out. out, you cool cats and kittens. We love our cool cats and kittens. We love everyone. E-L-E. Two things I ain't never seen, man, is a turtle with speed and a bitch I need. You know what I'm saying, man? Come on. Love that. Love that. I'm not I'm going to find shit. Your mother, your mother. Take the garbage out. Take the garbage out. Yeah, don't lose the beat, motherfucker. Take the yeah, garbage yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I just up the flows of the God level, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. yeah. up the flows of the God level, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Check, check. Yeah. Uh, check, check. Yeah. Nigga, check, check. Yeah. Bitch. Check, check. Yeah. Yeah. Caught a thing to a whole thing, whole game working. Hit a bitch with that extended clip with that revolver shit, it's sort of the same purpose. Eagles beaming up the Scotty in my crack lobby, I can smell the cane burning. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I travel with a cocaine circus. Put the methanations on your clown ass. Catch a nigga up and leave him down bad. I go get a pack and take a nigga town and fuck his bitches with my out of town ass. Bomb on niggas like Nagasaki, rocket next to my pocket, I like a body. Drop the check on the bit, man.